up with the days of the week baby because you know what that means i don't follow the days of the week it's thursday it's december 14th oh i'm pretty warm now i got a sweater so i got it i uh today is the uh, arts council's uh holiday party and you know and, and and i got some running around in these streets to do so you have to wear something festive and you know easy peasy lemon squeezy so that's where we are Good morning, boys and girls. This is Babs Rolls Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on 103.5 WNHH. We're live streaming from all the places that Harry got us live streaming from. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I'm sorry, X. Um, Harry, do we are we live streaming on Instagram too? Harry doesn't like Instagram like that. <laughs> That's what he told me yesterday. So I it could be different today, but yesterday he was like, it's like, it like, it like Instagram. Okay, Harry, we're not going to make you put us on Instagram. <laughs> just, just saying, just saying. Good morning, everybody. It is Christmas. Fa la 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 la. Uh, well. You know, every day, every every morning, I like to start the day with a little genocide talk, because <laughs> genocide is the new world order. You want to take somebody's country? Genocide. You want you don't like that country's politics? Genocide. You don't like their religious beliefs? Genocide. <laughs> oh, don't hate me. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> Listen, these dictators is running amok. And yes, yes, I, I would imagine some countries do believe they are democratic in their beliefs, but their actions say otherwise. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The same mofos I've been talking about since the beginning of whenever. People just out their bag. Out their bag. So I'm going to move off genocide talk. But uh, I might come back around to it because every day, every day, every day, every day, uh, the famous artist Katura uh, Bryant, I think that's her last name, Katura Bryant. Um, you know who she is. She just did a. She just she just immortalized Ava DuVernay, and she immortalized me. Um, oh, years ago, <laughs> girlfriend had me hanging in the museum. In the, I mean, in the gallery. So, uh, but she is she is uh, printing out. She's making prints of uh, uh, ceasefire, and uh, she sent me a message saying she's going to send me one. Cause I said, "Hey, girl, how much are they?" 
She sent me a message like, hey, Babs, I will send you one. I have your address. I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> oh, I love the people that I know. I love artists. I love, love, love artists. I'm sorry, it's Couture Davis. I don't know where I got Couture Bryant from. Where did I get that from? If Ife is listening, she'll tell me. Ife will say, because you're thinking about such and such, such and such. This is what old ladies do now. <laughs> and Ife and I are young old ladies. <laughs> Ife and I are young old ladies. And let me tell you something. Ife will dance these young chicks under the table at any time, anywhere, day or night. Don't let her, don't let her dozing off fool you. That she that beat hit, it's all over. So anyway, I just thought I'd segue past, divest, divest from where the hell I was going. Uh digress, I'm sorry. Do I speak English? Do I know words of the English language? Do I? <laughs> do I, do I, do I? Do I? So, anyway, uh, I'm I'm in such a good holiday mood. I'm about to drop I'm about to drop some money on some damn vegan um, Christmas cookies. I, I I I'm about to do it. Don't do it, girl. No, I'm gonna do it. Don't do it, girl. I'm gonna do it. Don't do it, girl. I'm gonna do it. Cause I I need some Christmas cookies for uh fry, for Saturday. I'm going to run by Claire's. If anybody at Claire's is listening to me, do y'all got any vegan gingerbread over there? I'm going to come up over there later before I got to go uh, see my eye specialist. Uh, I'm going to stop over there. And if anybody over there at Claire's is listening, shoot me an Instagram message or text or something. Claire, you in? Because um, I, I want to know if there's some vegan gingerbread. If there is, I'm going to go pick some up for... Uh, Letter more, the world needs more love letter writing campaign begins tomorrow, three to five at Possible Futures Bookstore. And then Saturday, 12 to four. So I'm going to tell you something. This is a tough time for people. And if you're feeling, there's nothing that's a bomb like being in a community. And being in, in community to write love letters will save your soul, your spirit, your life. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Because when you when you read these these little little short descriptions of what people are going through, and 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 I'm asking you to send words of encouragement to these folks, it will it will lift your it can't help but lift your spirits. Even the Grinch was like his heart grew. So so all you people who hate the commercialization of Christmas, and there's a whole bunch of you mofos out there. If if you feel sad and alone and your people's is way over there in somewhere far distant place, land, planet, country. Or if you just don't have any friends. <laughs> I'm going to be your friend this weekend. Come through. <laughs> Pull up. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your friend Friday from 3 to 5. And I'm going to be your friend Saturday from 12 to 4 at Possible Futures Bookstore, 318 Edgewood Avenue. So... So if you're sitting at home, tired of Netflix and Ben and Jerry's, and no shade to Netflix or Ben and Jerry's, because I'm I'm in that camp too, get your asses up off your couches, out of those chairs, 
out of that bed. I know the bed is comfy. Probably got some comfy covers. I know. I know all the tools of how to like wallow in your own wallowness. Come on out and be in the and the bookstore is always a vibe. It's already a vibe. It's already a vibe. And it's always a vibe. So I'm gonna have some treats. Bring some cider. I'm gonna save my hot cocoa for uh Christmas caroling. I'm gonna do that because I'm gonna boil some hot water and everybody can pour some in the cup. I got my mint tea on fleek. Are we staying? Are we still saying on fleek? I gotta ask my my kids because you know they keep me up on the lingo, on the lingo. So, Anru was on at ten ten fifteen. So we'll get some Yoruba goodness. Y'all need some Yoruba in your soul. <laughs> you don't want Jesus? I'm gonna give you some Yoruba. I'm gonna give you some Orishas. Get you some Orishas for your spirit. I'm just telling you. So anyway, I'm in a good mood this morning. I'm in a good mood every morning. I'm in a good mood every morning. You know, I'm not worried about money. I have none, but I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any money, but, you know, for the first time in my life, not having money is not stressing me out and putting me on, on um, uh, you know, Cripple Street. I was just like, all right, I don't have any money. That's That's fine. It's all well and good. You know, the bills are paid. I mean, I'm a little behind on some things, but, you know, my car's not getting repossessed. My insurance is not going to get hijacked. My rent is paid. You know, my utilities are paid. So, you know, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I, listen, peoples, I'm all right. I, I got to pack up my um my bag of cards and paper so people can write these letters. And envelopes, because I know I have that stuff somewhere. You listen, I'm the queen of ridiculous amounts of paper, so I'll bring some and pens and writing utensils and all manner of markers. Listen, I got it for you. And stickers, oh my God, stickers! So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Trust me. It will be fun. It will be fun. It will be fun. So, so just come and and lift your own spirits. And if you can't lift your own spirits, come and lift somebody else's spirit. Because I'm telling you, when you when you are down and out, and you go do something for other people who are down and out, you just become less down and out. You become purposeful, and and really purposeful is a, is is a healing thing. Cause it, cause you know, when you feel like you don't matter and no one cares about you, you know, I, I have one, I have a couple of one or two good philosophies about my life. I, I, and I learned this in my fifties, give what you need, give what you need. I live by that. I live by that. And so, and because I live by that, it takes all the anxiety out of things it it takes circumstance out of my hands. Do you know what I mean? Like it allows me to be the driver of my own story. It really does. Give what you need. So what, whenever I have these moments where I'm like, oh my God, I don't have enough money. And I go give money that I don't, that I think I don't have. But then I go make a, 
I go make a a a, a donation. And sometimes, or sometimes I just hand off. Sometimes I I I'll have just five dollars in my pocket, and and I'll be like, oh God, you know, I'll be. I used to be so consumed by if I had five dollars, I would just hold on to it so tight because I couldn't see where the next five dollars was going to come from. I'm not. Th this is true. True ish. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. I used to be. I get money. I would hold on to it so tight, I, and I couldn't see beyond. Oh my God, uh, scarcity. And so I don't know. I read something or I saw something, and it said, "Give what you need." And that's like, I remember the first time I gave away my last five dollars. I had five dollars in my pocket, and uh, somebody was somebody. These kids was on the boulevard. And they was uh, the little band kids, you know, I don't know, one of these little marching bands, like Hill House, one of these little bands. And they had buckets out there. And these little kids was darting in and out of these cars, trying to raise money for their band. And I I just, something just came over me and I just pulled up and I took my last $5 out of my, my last five. I don't know where I was going to get more. I had just put gas in my car. I had $15. I put 10 in my gas. And I have five left. And I was like, I'm gonna hold on to this five because I don't know what's gonna happen. Now, you know, and when you when I think about this now, it's like five dollars wasn't gonna do a damn thing. Like if some catastrophe happened, five dollars is gonna be like one cent. But I wasn't I was fearful in my thinking, really was in this place of fear. And I pulled up and this little boy came with his little bucket with the little, another little boy with the drumming on the upside down bucket. And I just tossed my five dollars in and I said, good luck. And they were like, thank you. And I, and I just think I just was driving down the bus. I said, Lord, you just going to have to hold me down. <laughs> you just going to have to hold me down. And sure enough, I had got home. And I was still on Bellevue at the time. I had got home. Someone left in my mailbox. Hey, Babs, remember that time you you loaned me a hundred dollars, and I, I and I'd never been able to pay you back, and I was so afraid that you was gonna ask for it, and I knew I didn't have it. Well, I have it now. Signed, so and so. Now let me tell you something. I could not remember <laughs> giving nobody. <laughs> a hundred dollars at any time. <laughs> so when I got this beautiful little card and this hundred dollar, hundred dollar bill tucked in it, I thought I was going to stop, never stop crying. Cause I, I just didn't see where money was going to come from. And a hundred dollars did a lot. You know what it did? It allowed me to go to the grocery store and get some groceries. It and I went to Walmart. Cause you know, when you want to, when you want to make your money go far, you take your ass to Walmart on Route 80. <laughs> when you got some money to burn and you want to be a little fancy and cute, take your little ass to Target. And if you really feel high on the hog, you go to Stop and Shop. <laughs> uh-uh. I went to Route 80 and I got groceries. And, and I'm telling you, so I knew in that moment. But that wasn't, listen, it took a bunch of those lessons to for me to fully embrace, give what you need. Give what you need. It took a, it took way few more lessons for me to really accept that concept and and way of thinking and way of being, you know. 
Because you know, the first time a miracle happens, you're just not convinced. <laughs> and that's how miracles are. Miracles will keep showing up. You know, miracles will keep slapping you down, slapping you up because it's like, do you see this miracle right here, fool? <laughs> Be like, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's a miracle. I guess. I just like, it's just good luck, coincidence. Fool, it's a miracle. <laughs> And so after like the umpteenth miracle, you're like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Got it. I got it. I got it. But but that's but that's how I that's how I got to, you know, give what you need. That's how I got there, you know. And uh and it has it has made all the difference in my life. So when I sit here today telling you, I'm not worried about money. <laughs> I'm done worrying about money because worrying about money will put you in places that you don't want to be making decisions you shouldn't be making and doing dumb ish. And I've done some dumb ish and paid greatly for it and, and, and will forever feel a way about it. That's all right. It's a new day. Can you feel a brand new day in this season of Christmas way? That's what I did there. Married, married, married the whiz with, you know, the moment. So I'm just saying. So, so listen, anybody who's listening, and I know y'all are listening because y'all run up on me every chance you get when I'm out in these streets. And somebody will like say something. I heard you say this, this, this. And I like it because that means people are listening. I appreciate you listening. I really do. When y'all run up on me in these streets. I'm like, I'm always, and I know people are like, hey, why is she always so surprised? Because <laughs> I am. Because <laughs> I'm sitting in this little box and you can't, I don't see anybody. So people have to see me. I can't hear anybody. People have to hear me. So I'm sitting in my little box and uh, I, I just feel like when people are listening to me, it's such an honor. It's such a, it's such a, it's such an honor because there's 50 million other things that have your attention. And and the fact that I could have your attention for a few moments out your day, that, that in and of itself is another miracle. So I thank you. And to all the people who listen to us, as Harry likes to remind me, they listen to us, you know, in the Ukraine, in Russia. <laughs> we got some folks listening to us in Australia. <laughs> High five, peoples. High five. I have not talked about Russia in a minute. So I don't know. I don't know what I mean. I know Putin is just like sitting back like Santa Claus, like, I'ma wait on these mofos. I'ma wait. Because Americans don't got no attention span. I'ma wait. <laughs> I'ma keep bombing the Ukraine. Cause I know America's attention, they done moved on to Israel. So they're not paying no attention to these other white folks over here. Cause that's how the world is. That's how, well, that's how America is. You know, our attention span is like that of a net. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get all, you know, hitting a hissy right now. We all in, a, you know, we got two things run. We got two things that we all freaking out about over here. You know, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, shutting down women's uh, uh, availability, uh, shutting down women's access to uh, reproductive health care. That's one. 
And, you know, trying to fire women presidents from these prestigious, prestigious schools based on hypothetical conversations and questions. <laughs> White people, y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> And I'm saying white people because this is all orchestrated by white people. This is just white people stuff. Uh, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question <laughs> about something that didn't happen, <laughs> that could happen, that might have, that didn't happen nowhere near on your campus. And I need you to answer it <laughs> in solidarity with. <laughs> and then everybody reacts like fools. Fools, I say. People act like fools. Oh, I'm going to take my money away from that school. Oh, you have to get her to resign because I'm not going to. What you going to do with your money? You going to put your money in community college? You really going to take money from Harvard? You're not going to do that. You're not going to take your money from Harvard, Yale, uh, 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 Vassar. You're not, you're not going to do any of that. You're going to threaten with it, but you're not going to do it. You know why? Because you need them tax shelters too. And your ego won't let you take your name off them damn buildings and them universities. So knock it off. You know what? Stop playing me and go play the lotto. Because, you know, all these little rich people, and they're all white people, threatening these First of all, at the heart of this for me, they just don't want these women in these seats. They just, they just don't want these women in these seats. They don't. They don't want it. And so the 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 GOP, they're running around talking about, oh, the black, the black girl at the university is keeping her seat because she's black. All right. What's your and what, what's your problem? <laughs> I mean, you you wanna you wanna have a fight. You 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 wanna have a fight about stupidity. And you want me to seek to your level to have this ridiculous argument that you can't win. You just talk it. You know, when I was a kid, when people used to riff like that, we used to say, you ain't doing nothing but selling wolf tickets. <laughs> to a fight, you about to get your ass beat on. <laughs> I just don't, you know what? I want you know what I you know what I wish could happen these these people that sit on these boards of these universities and schools would just fire off a letter and just go straight black people on these folks and just say if y'all don't sit your asses down and get the f out my face that's what I I wish that they could do but they're not going to do it because you know respectability is a thing but you know they they somebody needs to have the courage to like step to these donors and say listen let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now, because y'all already got billions and billions and billions of dollars in 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 endowment. So you could you could tell them to kiss your kiss where the sun don't shine and keep it moving. You're not gonna do that because more is better. <laughs> you want them to keep giving, but you know here's the thing: it works both ways because they're not giving to be like I care so much about higher education. They're giving because they need the tax tax shelter too it's an ego thing oh oh i got my name my family's name oh we give we endowed we put a chair we did this oh ah ah i i i i i i i so that's what's going to keep them giving i they're just stupid and they look stupid and they're just old white men just being stupid <laughs> 
you know, half of them would love for folks to be singing in the cotton fields once again. Oh, I just had enough. Like, back of up. Well, you know, Harvard was like, uh, we with our, we with our sister <laughs> for now. Because you know how white folks would do you. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, listen. Don't act like I'm saying something that's mean. I'm not being mean. History bears me out. They're going to say one thing, but do something else. We done seen this. You done seen it. I wish she would just get up there and go straight patois on them. <laughs> I know. I know her peoples is like, mm, me nah, me no, no, me no, no, me no, no. <laughs> I know. I know the Caribbean folks at home and them Caribbean folks at her house are like, oh, <laughs> we about to we about to open it up I know it I know listen I'm good friends with Caribbean folks I know I know what's going down and I know prominent Caribbean folks and when I'm at their house and they talk and they talk listen and then when they get out their house and they get in front of y'all folks it's a whole different kind of dynamic I'm gonna tell you so I know her people's at the house is like, listen. <laughs> listen, my friend. So yeah, come for the Harvard sister if you want to. Miss Gay not having it. And her people's not having it. So high five to that board for standing up saying, uh, nope, we're not calling for her resignation. Now the, the woman at uh Penn, they've been, you know, they've been mad at her for a while. They was trying to find all kinds of ways to get her out. And the fact that they had that Republican chick do that hatchet mess, you know, and, you know, white women, I don't know why y'all feel compelled to align yourselves with white men who don't have your best interests at heart, but yet you think you will fare better siding with white men than you will with everybody else on the other side. I'm just saying some of y'all, some of y'all need to sit at the well of Gloria Steinem. Some of y'all need to sit, you know, at the at the well of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Some of y'all need to sit, you know. I mean, there's a whole bunch of white women who who are in these trenches and who know something historically and currently about what this is. And some of y'all need to go drink some from that well, because some of y'all are just stupid. You either drink from that well or resign your vaginas back to God, because I just don't understand what y'all are doing. You are not working in your best interest or the interest of any woman on this planet. I, I don't get that. You know, we got solidarity in these ovaries. Do you know that? <laughs> solidarity with these ovaries. <sighs> y'all need to get to the, the to the to the women of the well and get to drinking because y'all out here just doing yourselves in siding with these these you know men and every now and again i see some black person you know in the mix like i did i just see governor sarah huckabee sign into law to erase all woke language in colleges i don't even i don't even know girl you know mrs is she in mississippi mississippi 
Child, your state, there's only 50 states in these United States. Your state is like 45 or something or 48 for education. <laughs> 45, 48, 49 for health. 48, 49 for poverty. I'm like, girl, that's all you got to do is to sign in to legislation some language about language that you don't even speak, know, or understand. You got to be kidding. And all you people in Mississippi go get on that, get on that gravy train and just ride it like fools. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord black Jesus. These people in Mississippi are stupid as hell. <laughs> Just truly to the bone, stupid. Hey, why? Why, Lord? Why? I'm like, girl, you're not going to be president of the United States. You just run in Mississippi. In the, is, it, is she from Mississippi? I got to look it up. It doesn't matter because Mississippi is, a, is on the low totem pole, too. So I don't, I don't, let me see. Let me see. What is she the governor of? Let me look this up. So I, because I want to make sure. I'm talking, I'm talking, uh, I'm talking the right kind of mess. You know, where is she? Arkansas. Oh, okay. Mississippi, Arkansas, they right next to each other. Arkansas. Okay. I forgot Arkansas was even around, Harry. What they do? What they do in Arkansas? That's <laughs> oh, like child. Sorry, 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 Mississippi. But you, you either, you are either forty-four or forty-nine. Mississippi might be lower than Arkansas. Beautiful state. I've been to Arkansas. Beautiful, beautiful state. Beautiful state. Poor as hell, but beautiful, 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 beautiful. So you know they sit between Missouri and Tennessee and. Texas and Kansas and you know so they sit right there on that border and right in the middle of that you know Louisiana uh, Tennessee Missouri Kansas uh, Texas so you know huh. so yeah Oh, that's right, Little Rock. Oh, yeah, I forgot. How could we forget Little Rock? Oh, yeah, they got a lot of... Wait, the the, the land of opportunity. That's their nickname. I don't know. Who, who says that? <laughs> uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is from Ar was from Arkansas. That's about it. <laughs> what what are they best known for? Mm. Harry, Arkansas possum pie. Okay. They're best known for Bill Clinton. Come on. <laughs> Is Bill Clinton from Arkansas? Yeah, he was the governor. Okay. Of Arkansas? Was it Arkansas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. I had no idea. He Actually, Bill Clinton signed um, a law that they could have the Confederate flag right up next in the Capitol. Listen, on any given day, everybody makes bad choices. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. On any given day, Harry, we all make bad choices. But 
Sarah Huckabee, her whole life is a bad choice. <laughs> Woo! Chocolate they, gravy, they, Harry. They They're known for chocolate. Bill. They, they, well, he's, I'm not going to say he's Confederate Bill. Everybody, <laughs> every, you know, here's the thing about politicians. They just go the way of what they, what, what they, what the people say, what they want. And people in Arkansas wanted that. And so, you know, in order to keep some good in, you've got to, you got to get down with some of the bad. I, I understand that foolishness. I don't like it, but I understand it because if he wasn't governor, God help us. Well, look what they got now for governor. So anyway, chocolate gravy on biscuits. All right. Okay, possum pie. I I I'm I'm just gonna pass on the possum pie. Thank you. I like pie. <laughs> I don't have a feeling about possums, but somehow or other, possum and pie is just not a combination I'm interested in. <laughs> fried pickles is a real thing. I I've gone to bars where I've seen fried pickles, and uh, that's it. Possum pie, that's some country shit. <laughs> Harry, you eat that uh, you eat that while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god, that's end of the world food right there. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I don't Harry, I don't know. If I'm if I'm in the apocalypse and they're like, we done cooked up some possum pie. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, you ran out of squirrel pie? I mean... I don't... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> no, Harry. I try not to knock people's culinary whatever, but I don't know, Harry. I just... For me, possums, squirrels, rats, they're all the same to me. They like, the they're same. all the same. They're all the same, but if you're going to eat one, you might as well eat a possum. They're nice. They're big, fat, juicy... Ah! I, they, they have to be like the the hog of um rats, right? <laughs> Harry, speaking of rats, do you see the rat problem in New York City? Yeah, that's that's uh, it's normal, but um, uh, uh this is this is Harry, yeah. this is beyond normal now. Like this is out of control. Like, well, they got much more food, right? You have all the, especially in the city. Every there's so much trash and everything. People well, they they gotta step up their sanitation game, yeah. and they're crying poverty about it. Well, yeah, the rats is gonna be eating people in a minute, right? Like they're gonna carry. Listen, isn't this how the the um the bubonic plague started? Yes, exactly. Right. So if we don't want to see that resurgence, and, and, and you know, way, coupled I, I with people who don't want to be vaccinated. I think with. they just um they they accept it because um they're immigrants on the streets, right? So they're like, well, it's not us. Um so But these uh, rats are getting in people's houses. Right, right, because they have so much food, you know, if they can't find it now in the street, they're just burrowing into the apartments. Oh my god, Harry. That, I, so I saw that, rats. and I just—it was just—they have three million rats. Well, no, that—that's a low—that's a low estimate. They had three million when I was there. <laughs> There's been a dramatic surge. Yeah. Oh, over the last decade, yes, mm -hmm. they are a problem, Harry. There's well, a fifty percent increase from ten years ago. And another problem they do have is that 
um, a lot of the immigrants that they that come in, they're not even vaccinated for the basic stuff, right? So oh. they should actually go to the streets yes. and try to vaccinate people with the basic vaccinations that you that us Americans get from when we are children. Yeah, they might be afraid to. You know, can you imagine though, Harry? You you walking around with syringes trying to vaccinate. <laughs> you know what that looks like. You know that's not a good optic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be I'd be skeptical too. You know, but I'd be like, what is this? And you don't speak that language, and they're coming at you with syringes. <laughs> you start thinking you're. It's just like you're the country you came from. It's it's like, wait a minute. Are they trying to kill me? Are they trying? But yeah, I mean, but they do need to, because we have a lot of the old stuff like this outbreaks of measles, outbreaks of yeah, this, all the that. stuff that that has been gone. But it's because it's coming in of people who've never had those vaccinations that we need to make sure if we're gonna allow people in that they prop they're properly you know properly vaccinated. Um, I mean, at least let's do that. Oof. I just don't. I these this rat problem. They have more rats than they have humans. Rats That's are gonna take. You know how you saw the movie Planet of the Apes, Harry? Now we're gonna have we're gonna see a movie about the planet of the rats and how they're gonna take over. And that's a different animal in New York. The rat is just a totally different animal in New York. You know what else they got, Harry? They got a feral cat problem. Well, good, because you got rats. <laughs> but they're not helping. And you know the thing about rats, Harry, they piss and poop everywhere. Yeah. And that, and that, that you know, well, um, lepto... Well, that's the biggest problem, Baz, because if you go in, in the evening, you know, actually in the middle of the night, if you go and you start videotaping the restaurants that are closed, you'll oh, see... Oh, I know, I know. I see, you'll see I've rats seen all it. over the place, right? Oh, Lord have so mercy. That, that their, their droppings are everywhere in those restaurants. Oh. So everybody's getting a taste of it somehow. Gracias. Oh. You know, so... <laughs> That's the biggest issue. And they got giant rats. That's the problem too, Harry. Giant rats. Yeah. Because they're overweight. Well, they're, they're, fat. they're all giant over there. I'm telling you. That's a different animal in New York. <laughs> that's some prehistoric rats. I don't know what they're going to do. And, I just... and the reason the cat pro the feral cat problem isn't helping is because the cats are scared of New York rats. I don't. I'm scared of New York rats. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you want the cats to be a little more brave, but they're not. Uh, I, yeah, you're right. I used to be terrified of the New York rats. I mean, terrified of the New York rats. That's probably the one thing I would rather fight a pit bull than fight a New York rat. Well, the rats seem to be winning the war. They got a rat czar. <laughs> The rat, I know, I saw that. I think the rat, and I think the rat star makes about two hundred thousand. That's not bad. Yeah, but it, of course, you 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 can't do anything. I mean, they're not gonna allow you to do anything. I don't know what can you do. How do you get? I mean, trap. You gotta put traps down. You gotta you gotta change. They they change the way that they put garbage out. You know, and rats get in, and you know they could get in and squeeze into places. It just freaks me out, Harry. I'm just like, what? Now well, I just don't want to be in New York. I was like, ooh. 
was there rats here? Was rats in my bed? What is happening? No, no, rats are just, I'm telling you, they're just a different animal over there, and nothing kills them. And they're not out during the day. So you see them at night when, like, you know, just after, you know, in the, you know, when it starts to, the city starts to quiet down, you see them out. Ooh. I mean, nothing because I remember when I had a, a basement apartment in in Queens, we had a rat problem. And we used to put out, they used to say, um, the, the steel wool. Yeah. Oh, you know, put steel wool in the holes. It'll kill them because they can't swallow it. I used to wake up in the morning and the steel wool was in pe little pieces all over the place. Like oh, you you need you need uh you needed that construction grade steel wool. It, they they were mocking me. I'm telling you. I'm telling they were. They were like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I I went and got a half breed cat. I think it was half bobcat <laughs> because this cat was the ish it i came home and it, there was rat parts all over the place oh god i was like oh you are you, you you're my favorite you're my favorite wow. in the house and i was allergic to cats but that cat i did anything for wow what happened to the cat harry well when, when i you, moved when over you here, moved you're like oh we don't need you where we go. I actually handed it off to my neighbor and said, you know, be this is a loyal cat. This is a cat you want to worship. Okay. You know, because it got rid of all the pest problems I had in the basement, but they all went upstairs to my neighbor. But yeah. I have people coming towards me who are gonna have a want to conversate. So, okay, that's cool. You're listening to Love Bezel Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Take it away, Babs. <laughs> okay, now that we're done with uh, rat talk, <laughs> now that we now that we're done with rat talk, back to uh, let me let me get my mind off rat talk. Cause then I'll be like itchy all day, I'm like Ugh. itchy all day, itchy all day. All right. Oh, so I'm watching Good Morning America. So you know when I saw Oprah lately, I knew she was on you know one of the semi Bluetooth uh, medicines because I could tell. I mean, she just she just looked really really slim down. So she came out and um, she was in People magazine. She talked about yeah, she's taking she's taking medicine for uh, weight loss. She's done with being ashamed. She's done with this conversation. She's done. She's done. She's done. She turned 70 in January. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. That's, you know, I think people need to understand that, you know, weight loss is not simply just pushing back from the table. I mean, there's a part of that too. Yes. And a part of it is, you know, exercise. Yes. But there's another part that requires some it requires medical assistance we never say that about anything else if people have cancer we don't say oh <laughs> don't don't take chemotherapy because that's the easy way <laughs> we just don't say that to people do you know what i mean when people when people have trouble quitting smoking and if they can't quit tur cold turkey we don't say oh uh why can't you just quit cold turkey 
we say, oh, there's tools out there for you to quit smoking. There's gum and patches and blah, 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 blah. There's all kinds of things that'll help you quit smoking. But somehow or other, it comes to weight loss. And in people's minds, they think it's willpower. That somehow or other, people lack willpower. And that's not true. You know, do you know what it takes to be fat? It requires a great deal of effort, you know, to move about the world as yourself in your body. Um, and 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 high five to Oprah for finally saying, you know what, I'm done with this. I and she still works out. And you know, these medicines are not um, you know, they're they're not magic pills. They're not magic injections. You still have to work out. You still have to do all the things that you would do. You know, it just takes, it just cures the 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 the, the parts of your body uh, that uh, signal uh, and trigger eating, you know. And that's, that's, a, that's a good use of medical technology and research. You know, that you can cure people this way. Um, and I just I just wish people would be more respectful of of fat people. I mean, they won't because, you know, people it's easy to, to pick at fat people and it's easy to, you know, judge and it's easy. I mean, it's just easy to do it. You know, fat people are just targets, you know, uh, and people are so repulsed and you know whatever and you know I don't know anybody who doesn't know any fat people you know there's a lot of us around so I'm just saying you know we gotta be better humans so high five Oprah for uh, you know telling your truth I knew she was on it cause I could tell when I saw her when I saw her I was just like Oh yeah, she is on that. She's on semiglutide to semiglutide. She's on it. You know, and she looks fit. You know, you know, listen, we know we all worked out with Oprah, ate with Oprah, danced with Oprah, drank tequila with Oprah. Like we we've all done it and are doing it. You know, when she was chasing her best life, she inspired us to chase our best life. And we did. A lot of us did. I'm telling you, when I used to watch a show, it was the catalyst for the turning point in my life. Hands down. I I, you know, she had guests on that just made such a difference in my life and, and the trajectory of, of my thinking and set me on a, a, a path towards spiritual direction. You know. Um, and I read all the books, and those books were illuminating to me. I discovered Marianne Williams through her. I discovered Ectoc. Uh, what's his name? A A talk, uh, that guy. Uh, I've discovered uh all the uh Brene Brown. I discovered you know we all discovered these people. Gabby is a Gabby Bernstein and and the Secret and and all the all the people we just we all got on that path. Uh, and for some of us, it was life changing to sort of think about the world, your life, your spirituality, who you are in a much grander, grander way. Uh, so listen, Oprah could do no wrong. I mean, she could do wrong, 
But I mean, she's did a lot of good in the world and got people really being reflective about who they are and their place in the world. And that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. So, so I have, I have, I have, now I, I'm not a fan of all her, her book, her book picks, but a lot of them, I was glad to have read them and glad to have known, discovered these authors. So listen, and I like the way she's in the world and I like the way she uses her money for good. I like it. And I like the way she enjoys her life. And I'd be her neighbor in Santa Barbara if I could afford it. <laughs> I sure would. <laughs> I like Santa Barbara. <laughs> so uh, I'll be back at 1015 with Anru. So y'all tune back in. We're going to get our Arushas, Arushas aligned. Ashe, amen. I'll be back. <laughs> and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill. The bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth.
Santa works all day in his workshop making lots of games and toys. Then one day he hops in his sleigh to bring them to the girls and boys. Santa's just as nice as he can be. There's just one little thing that worries me. If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how is Santa gonna use his sleigh? In case of rain, will there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how will Santa get around to us? If he breaks down on his way to town, will they let him use a bus? I've sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I'd really feel much better if I knew he could fly a plane. People say he has eight reindeer for the sleigh he's driving here. But how he go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this year? Snow on Christmas, how is Santa gonna use his sleigh? In case of rain, will there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how will Santa get around to us? If he breaks down on his way to town, will they let him use a bus? I've sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I'd really feel much better. If I knew he could fly a plane People say he has a reindeer For the sleigh he's driving here But how he go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this
Silver bells make merry noise Yet you should remember from the start Christmas is a feeling in your heart Holly wreaths and mistletoe Carols while the candles glow These are not the most important part Christmas is a feeling in your heart The joy will linger on If you'll only learn To do your part Let Christmas Be a feeling in your heart Faith and hope, good will to men Love and peace and faith again Day will soon be gone, yet the joy will linger on if you'll only learn to do your part. Let Christmas be a But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought me some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm And the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you'd love me so Let it snow, let it snow and snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really grab me tight All the way home I'll be warm Oh, the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye 
But as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Merry Christmas to you Bon Natale to everyone Happy New Year and lots of fun Bon Natale May all your wishes come true Bon Natale Italy means a Merry Christmas to you Far away across the sea In sunny Italy There's a quaint little town Not a clock has been wound For over a century They don't know the time or year And no one seems to care And this is the reason The Christmas season is celebrated all year Oh, Bon Natale A Merry Christmas to you Bon Natale to everyone
<laughs> Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. Good morning, Aru. Morning, morning. Good it is morning, lovely Babs. to see you. Thank you for coming on this morning. My pleasure. I just I love that picture of Mal. Is that Malcolm X in the back? I was just listening to that one of his is. speeches. I was that just is. on break when I was on break. I was just listening to one of his speeches. You know the mm. one uh, who taught you to hate. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's so it's still so powerful. So yeah. Anyway. Well, this is also a uh, this is from a poster from um, actually from 1969. So. Um, it's actually um, from here in New Haven. So it says, in the spirit of Malcolm on the top, this is the Oliver Lake Quartet, Yale Drama School, May 18th, 1969, 8.30 p.m. Admission, $3 tickets at the door or at Yale Co-op. <laughs> Bobby Seale, chairman of the Black Panther Party, May 19th, 1969, 9 p.m. Battelle Chapel. Black Revolutionary Films and Art Exhibit, May 20th. 1969, 4 p.m., 7 p.m., 9.30 p.m., Art and Architecture Building, York and Chapel Street, admission 50 cents. And Black Arts Theater, Black Arts Students of Yale co-sponsors. Wow. So my mom gave me this poster um, when I graduated high school. Wow. <laughs> and, and it turns out we were actually here. We have that because we um, actually lived here in New Haven for about a year or a year and a half so around that time. Wow. And, wow. Uh, That's pretty, that is pretty cool. I had no idea that happened. Wouldn't it be cool if they could recreate that moment? Like just do something very similar to that? Just do mm. it. Kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. 1969. 1969. I was around, but not, I hadn't been around for long. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was three. Uh, I was one. Oh. So yeah. yeah. How are well, you? We oh go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it was it was a funny to realize that I mean I kind of knew it and then to end up here in New Haven, right? I'm originally from Boston, it's where I was born. And then um my dad was doing some organizing and came down here and um, we followed. Um, still we're here for about a year or so and then went back to Boston. Um, and then didn't think of New Haven again until I met Tegan um, and then we came here. We've been here for Oh, I did not know this story. Now. Where did you meet her? In Boston. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a whole nother. Yeah, we were. Um, she was planning to be in Boston just for about six months or so. Um, and um, I changed those plans. <laughs> <laughs> or I should say, I assisted in in her changing those plans and us making some different plans together. Oh, that's yeah. a good story. So I did not know the origin story. So so yes. that's pretty cool. I don't know where I thought you were from, but I knew you weren't from here uh, yeah. originally, but I didn't know you were here then as a little kid and then- I know. You know, as there's a baby. A, there's a picture I have of my grandparents. Um, and I actually lived, I think we lived over in like kind of West River area. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the street offhand. It's off the boulevard, um, parallel to Edgewood. Um, a couple streets. Okay. Yeah. There's a bunch of them over there. So I'm actually from Barnard, from Barnard, not, but it's from between Barnard and Frontage. So whatever, there's a couple streets there. I can't remember the name. Oh, okay. 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 But that's where we lived kind of up there for, for about a year or so. Wow. Yeah. And then here, here I am, right? Raising family, being here. Uh, it's very interesting where, where the poles are. Um, in our lives, like where we get pulled back to or pulled to. I love these origin stories. And I love I love how people just meet here in New Haven, like come to New Haven and mm-hmm. put down roots. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so let's do a little ancestor welcoming, connecting. Yes. You know, we give thanks for them for the blessings that they've left for us that are actually in and of our bodies right they're in us they're not just like in the attic though those often those are often there too right (laughs) things they literally um and and we honor those things by by putting them to use by saying yes to them in our lives so that's what this chant is it's a yoruba chant and the reason I chant this and the reason I know these things is because I'm a Babalawo, I'm a priest in the Yoruba tradition. And so ancestor reverence is a fundamental piece of it. Um, and so we honor them by singing this. We give thanks to them by singing this. It reminds us of what we can do, how we can be here. Ibamamatofuashe Baye ye tofu ashe o Baye ye tofu ashe ashe te fuan lan lo yo Baye ye tofu ashe Bai tofu ashe o Bai tofu ashe Bai tofu ashe o Bai tofu ashe ashe te fuan lan lo yo Bai tofu ashe Bai tofu ashe Bai tofu ashe Bai tofu ashe 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 Amen so what's on your heart and mind today? Well, I wasn't sure. Well, I mean, that's not true. There's a lot on my heart and mind, but I wasn't sure like what, what the thread would be. Um, <laughs> but as I was just chanting that, you know, it's a chant that can be, right, done lots of ways. It's like, 
it's like almost like a dirge. It's like Imama Matofu Asheo. This like slow, kind of somber. And as I started, I was I actually wanted to like um perk it up a little bit, right? Because it can also be this uh have this celebratory part. Um and I think that it can so I th what's on my heart is there's a lot of heaviness and sadness and grief um and there's also like with that there's also this remembrance of um joy and life and wonder and kind of the beauty of being alive and it can be um not to deny the feelings of like sadness but it can be easier to kind of fall into like oh and everything's bad and all the traumas and the you know, violence and war and oppression and things that grind us down the suffering of life but the point is not to kind of bathe in that but to also like hold hold the feelings of it and acknowledgement of it, but also to be connected in our practices in our remembrances that life is also a beautiful thing and to sometimes there's that need to like oh i'm gonna um move that right i'm going to move more into that i'm going to choose um to feel more into this life is also a wondrous thing even what's a part of that are these pieces of suffering these pieces of loss these pieces of um death or ill health or uh, change um and there's wonder and beauty as well mm. so it's a little bit counter in some ways to like, you know, as we are um, officially coming upon winter um, in New England, right? And so all, virtually all the leaves are off the trees, maybe some dried up stragglers holding on tight, um, colder, right? It's um, less time outside for most people and kind of quieter and you know, the animals or the squirrels are getting thicker, right? Getting all their food and planting stuff and trying to gather their, their provisions for the winter um, and can be this time of like quieting and turning inwards. Um, but also to remember, it's not a, um, there's still life, right? There's still activity happening. There's still wonder that is in the world, even as um, this part of the, the land is, um, shifting right and doesn't seem as vibrant but there's still lots of life happening mm. so i don't know there's something about that that is uh, present as present yeah I, I you know i read something the other day that said winter um that that winter is the time where we slow down mm -hmm. and 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 just be easier and quieter mm -hmm. and yeah. you know and and I I you know I I guess I knew that a lot but when I heard it this particular time I thought oh yeah mm -hmm. we, we we need a time when we are not busy busy running 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 that there mm -hmm. needs to be a slowing down yeah and there's still 
like vibrancy in that, right? It's not yeah. like, oh, I'm just gonna like <laughs> sleep all day or be a lump or like it means do nothing. Um, but it's it's a I think that the activity gets to be connected to something different. Mm. Maybe more listening, right? Oh, what is what are my needs in this time? That's a little that are easier or can potentially be easier to pay attention to because there's not so much visible external activity, right? Like I can see the, what I love also about this time is I can see the landscape, the contours of the landscape because the leaves have fallen off the trees. So you can see deeper into the woods. And so it's notice things that, uh, and appreciate things that I normally don't see right? because of the like the green and the thickness and the vibrancy and, you know, the activity of warmth and summer and, you know, life and harvest and all the things and that there is also still a vibrancy, even in that, I think, I think is this is that point, even in the like slowing down, even in that listening, there's still this um, connection to like a different part of vibrancy in life and what that means. Mm. You know, not to like running, 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 but like, oh, look, it's still vibrant and I'm more still possibly, right? Or I'm, I can listen a little deeper, like, what do I need? And even with this chance, right, we have to listen into ourselves to discover what the blessings are that have been left for us, right? Because um, we don't necessarily, we may know or may have hints of them, but to really lean into oh what are where like the extensiveness or expansiveness about where we come from and letting that both inform the particulars right oh i come from these people i like to do these things right there's some particulars around that there's our right family history cultural history things like that but there's also even within those particulars such a vastness that it really informs us being human Right, just being people um, tied with identity and not tied with identity. And there's something also in that, like how do we, in the diving into the particulars, we can also touch the, oh, right, I'm a person. Oh, look, you're a person. How can we be people here? Versus like, I'm this kind of person, you're that kind of person, and either we're together or separate. Um, and And I really appreciate these uh, practices to help do that differently, to listen in deeply. Um, cause I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really grow up learning to listen in that way deeply. Um, it's something I had to really cultivate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I've been thinking about that too. I think, uh, listening takes on, you know, when you, when you train to become a spiritual director, it is all about um, listening, mm. you know, like you spend a great deal of your time listening, you know, to people listening to where God is leading, listening, just listening. Uh, and it is like a muscle. I mean, you have to keep at it and, you know, and be discerning mm -hmm. about it. I mean, you have to, to lean into it and you have to, and you have to be open to being still and quiet which is very hard for a lot of people. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a practice. Like popular culture doesn't encourage that. <laughs> no, 
No, you should be talking, moving, filling the air, filling the space. And people get uncomfortable sitting with themselves and their thoughts and their feelings. And they don't know how to, uh, uh, you know, uh, wrangle all of that. You know, they mm -hmm. think something has to be, if you're sitting and being still, you're doing nothing. <laughs> right. And then there's a lot of judgment about that, right? Yeah, like, I should be, I should be, I should be. <laughs> helping, serving, something. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing that strikes me about listening is um, ways in which like the listening is actually letting go of the control, right? There's listening that's not like, I, I want to listen with this outcome, right? Sometimes we can listen for things, right? I'm going to listen to what this argument is so I can give a counter. I'm listening for the information so I can just get that and move on. Um, I'm listening for, well, how I can now give you the advice. Um, and very rarely are we allowing like ourselves to be open or even guided in that listening, like, oh, like following something. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is where the richness that's the deep listening I'm talking about like that's I think some we can be surprised and we can be curious um, and um, receptive as opposed to this is what I'm trying to get I'm trying to get something from the listening where's the thing <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a different quality I really encourage people <laughs> to explore what that could even mean listening to their body and being really open to the to even their not just what the body has to say but like listening to their uh thoughts and feelings about their bodies and you know we it's not easy being in a body and there's all kinds of judgments around like good and bad and healthy and not and all the things right and there's a lot of, certainly a lot of products and, and attitudes and things to that are aimed at us to treat our bodies differently or mold them or move them in different ways and to love our bodies mm. or at least to also be be gentle and compassionate in the places we don't love our bodies and just be, like listen in there too like that's hard i struggle with that you know there's oh this feels good i feel competent here but like uh it doesn't feel so good <laughs> and i'll just kind of like brush by it and like oh can i listen in there that's that's not easy not easy being that kind of honest and present with ourselves, like with the fullness of ourselves. Um, it's like being honest and present with the, you know, the the skeletons in the closet, the dirty laundry, right? Uh, as opposed to, I gotta go fix it. Can we even be with it first? And then we can see what needs to be done. Like, oh, we just need to air it out. Or, oh, that's, that's actually not dirty. That's just a different color or like, Oh, it's time to get rid of that. Like if we can be with it, then we can skillfully address, integrate, or set aside the things that even we don't need or integrate the things we do need. Mm -hmm. If we're not listening, we're not responding well, right? Oh, just put it all away and move on. Or like, oh, bathe in all of it and take it on. Like we don't need to do that either. Um, yeah, so there's something about that. Um, simple and, and deep listening. Um, and then we can also be surprised in our relationship with other people. 
I mean, that's a piece that we were talking about, like learning to listen to even to other people means that we maybe can understand them or be connected with them differently. And that's where empathy comes in, right? That's where, oh, I thought you were this type of person, but as I listen, you're not so different from me, even though I thought you were so different from me. <laughs> or like, oh, I thought we were the same and look how different we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, I think it opens up that which can also be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? thought I had it figured out. I thought I knew who you were. I thought I knew who I was and I'm operating on that assumption. And if I listen, right, if I'm open and I'm curious in a different way and that gets questioned or challenged or it's not so stable or secure, oh, how do I deal with that? So that, that fear, that question of like, ah, I thought it was one thing and it's another can, can um, be destabilizing, but also it can be um, it's, it's more honest, it's more accurate. And so can we live with that as opposed to just the assumptions, assumptions about ourselves and assumptions about other people? Maybe we can right, explore that mm-hmm. and see what that would mean. I like it. Great. It's a good time. I mean, that, but this is, this is, I think, I always feel like this is a good time to be contemplative and discerning, mm. you know, in the, in winter, because winter is, 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 uh, you know, the, you know, it's darker earlier. And there's a, you know, chill in the air that turns cold and, mm. and, you know, we, you know, we're, we're scurrying to get in indoors and, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a, so winter has a real place in how we move about ourselves and our lives. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, even if you live in California, there's a winter, you know, there's a, there's a time for you to, to, uh, you know, go inward and hibernate and, and, right. and, and, you know, be reflective and dig deep and, you know, and, and assuage anxieties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Listening. So what? 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 Um. What helps you? What does that contemplative practice look like for you, Babs? Mm. I always, I always, I always, I always think about if like something is needling at me, or something is annoying me, or or if I'm anxious about something, you know, I get somewhere and I get still and, and I just start subtracting. Okay. What am I feeling? Why mm-hmm. am I feeling this way? Like I, I, I call it my own kind of truth telling, you know, mm-hmm. what is at the heart of this? Why am I feeling this way? What am I afraid of? Like, what mm-hmm. is the boogeyman under the bed for me with this issue? Like, what you know, and and then once I get through that, I was like, okay, then what is the worst possible outcome of this thing? And then I work back from that, like, mm. you know, okay, well, the worst outcome is I could I could be walking down the street in an anvil. I could be going to the bank to put this money in the account, and an anvil could fall on my head. Okay, so I can eliminate that. <laughs> 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 Do you 
know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it's a, it's all, it's a bunch of things. It's just sort of, you know, yeah. I start with getting still. I don't try, I don't, I don't try to make decisions hurriedly. Like, I mean, sometimes you have to be fast on your feet. Sometimes you have to like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta make a decision here. But if it's something that I could just sit for a minute, sit with it mm -hmm. and just like, okay, you know, okay, what is happening here? Mm. What do I need to do? You know, can I sit with this a little bit longer? Can I watch what is happening play out before I have to do something? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I, I do some of that. And it, and it has served me well to sort of slow a decision. Because I, I used to be one of these people that was very reactionary. Like, I used to be very reactionary. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> now what, I'm not. Was there, some, was there something that that highlighted the the change in that or was it just a gradual I think it was a it was a you know you know Anru when you when you start reading and learning and discerning about you know uh practices and uh higher power thinking and you know um how to behave differently in different situations mm -hmm. when you just start doing that kind of work yeah. do you know what i mean you slowly start to adapt the things that you are learning, you, mm -hmm. they start to sift in, you know, they seep, seep in mm -hmm. and you find yourself like, oh, this feels very natural for me to behave this way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Let me, let me try that on mm -hmm. you know, uh, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 That, that, that makes sense. That resonates a lot. Right. It's this being open I think for a long time for me, there was a lot of like, you know, this assumptions like I got this right. Oh yeah. yeah. I got this, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think hitting the wall a few enough times, like, Oh, maybe I don't just got this. <laughs> and I think that's the, like being open to like so much of that was reactive for lots of good reasons. Right. That helped me navigate some confusing and chaotic times. And then I was like, Oh, this is not leading me to like have the life that I think is possible. Mm. Just like, this is just awful, right? I'm just banging, not have the relationships I want or not seeing myself in a certain way or whatever it is, whatever it was. And then like, oh, let me be more honest. And there's a, a phrase I used to say a lot, like I know, but, right? Oh yeah, she's that. yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm gonna, right? which basically says, I know what's best for me, but I'm going to do this other thing. <laughs> and kind of in this listening, I was like, wow, I, that is just like something I just operate from a lot. So what if I just put a period after the I know and did the thing that like I know was better, right? And I set aside, I practice setting aside that like the butt nah, and um, and then see what happens. And I think that that was the this like experimentation. Let me experiment with some of these things. Let me try them out and then see what happens. And not that everything is comfortable, but over time that really led to this pivoting and turning to kind of be with myself and be with others in a different way, like learning it, like the dysfunction that I learned growing up, right? Oh yeah, I know I shouldn't be 
drinking and getting high all the time, but it's, it's da, 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 right. Like, Oh, so what if the, I did the, I know, and like, stop that so that I can not just by itself, but if I'm trying to be a person, can I be honest enough to see that that's getting in the way of being the type of person of being connected to my feelings in a way that might lead to a different way of being and not mm-hmm. hiding. Mm-hmm. And so that, those real decisions and the practice of that, right? Reading and learning and talking to people. And, oh, you've lived different a different way and you look like you're doing all right. Huh, what would that be? Or you have these practices and like, huh, let me try those on. And some work and some don't. And if they don't, you don't do them. And, but also I think in this, this place of depth that we're talking about, right? Where the deep listening is, that honesty, that honest reflection you're talking about, that can only happen in the pausing, right? I'm not gonna be reactive. Let me feel into what's happening and then decide. And maybe that decision can come from a different place, a different um, curiosity, a different inspiration, a different direction, something that's more in tune with what I might need, which maybe I didn't think it was possible to have what I needed live in the world, right? Or be present. I just kind of squirreled it away somewhere. And oh, maybe now it can come out a little bit. Mm. Maybe I can pay attention to it. Maybe I can go in the attic, go in the basement, open up, notice what's stashed away there, open the vault a little bit, right? Oh, what's in there? (laughs) Maybe I can take a little thing and pull it out and muse over for a while or just let it sit next to me, right? in this time of deep listening, of seeing and exploring again, like what, not just, yeah, like what have, what have my people, what have the people that I come from left for me? Because what they've left for me are, are ways of being a person. So can I listen in and see what I can do now, right? Not just with all that stuff, but like, okay, I got that stuff, but how am I going to use it now? How am I going to be a person now? How am I going to be honest with myself or listen deeply to what life has? Um, even in this quieter time, life still has something for us. Right? Even in that pause and the listening, the place of reflection or rest or curiosity or contemplation, there's still we're still here. Right? still engaged we're still present still doing our best we're still breathing (laughs) indeed 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 well i think that's a i think this is a good message of listening into the season because you know while there's so much lights and Ra 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 and fa la 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 going on that we still can take time to listen to listen to our our inner selves, listen to the stillness around us or create stillness around us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's that's uh, that's what I like best about winter. Mm-hmm. Seriously, even though I deck the halls, I do like I do like yeah. this the silent night. Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. Well, thank you. So y'all know Henri will be back in the new year. That's the plan. 
with all the with all the with all the promise of what is to come in this new year so yes well i hope that in all the holidaying and celebrating and opportunities that are here that people take the time to in the depth of that listening and relationship with themselves and with other people to rejoice in this life that we have the opportunities that we have the whatever that well-being whatever the blessings are and i pray that people are safe and well and um, are able to connect with some love and some beauty Ashe. Yes. And so it shall be. And so it shall be. Thank you. Thank you I so appreciate you, Anru. I so appreciate you. Mm. So I'll see you out here in these streets in a minute. Yes. I'll be back in the halls. Check in the halls. <laughs> All right. Be well. All right, my friend. <laughs> Peace and blessings. All right, Harry Droves, play us out with some good Thank you, Harry. music. <laughs> Harry's not paying attention to us. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.